On this week's episode of Life and Lessons, I discuss why we all need to give ourselves a bit more credit and take pride in being unremarkably remarkable. going on welcome to this episode number 89 of life and lessons i'm sean spooner and if you're new here here's what you need to know this podcast is a place where i tell the story of growing a business of growing as a person and of taking on some fairly unusual challenges sometimes on my own sometimes joined by the most interesting people i know the only thing that's guaranteed with this podcast is that every time you press play you're going to learn something new And look at the date, look at the time. This is the first time in three weeks that this podcast has been on time, uh, which is good. I'll be honest, today's episode is probably going to be a quick one. Um, The time right now is quarter to 11 at night. I have just got back from doing a bit of work with Richard, who's in Corby at the moment. Earlier on today, I drove to Woburn. Forgot how to say that earlier. I was talking to Chloe, sent a voice note, and I called it Woburn. So, Woburn, that's where I went. Um, Drove there, had dinner with a client, drove back. So, that was like a hundred mile round trip to have lunch. Who do I think I am? Um, But yeah, this is going to be a quick one because, truthfully, not a lot has happened. So, I have a couple of things to um, talk about, a couple of thoughts to share, but I haven't made any notes this week. I'm literally just going to think out loud for a few minutes just kind of share some thoughts um but more generally before we do that what's new with me not a great deal to be honest the cough is still with me i've had this cough for three weeks now um which is actually the point i believe when they say you should speak to your gp so what i might do rather than bothering my actual gp because it seems like the last thing gp surgeries want to do right now is give out appointments if you read the news Um, I might make a doctor care anywhere appointment, which is what we have of our health insurance and speak to a doctor, just see if there's anything that I should be concerned about. I imagine not. I know lots and lots of people who have had this mysterious cough in the last few weeks and it just doesn't disappear. I feel like the infection itself is gone. I don't feel ill, um, but yeah, just can't stop coughing, which is an ideal, Uh, but you'll be pleased to know that it's still not COVID. And the reason I know it's still not COVID is on Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, on Saturday I was driving home. Did the longest drive of my life, literally, because um, I haven't been driving that long, as you know. But I got to the Heads of the Valleys Road in Wales, which is normally a like a 20-minute stretch of roadworks with an average speed camera set up, 40 miles an hour. It's not the best road in the world, but... Um, it's easy enough, right? It's the part of the journey I dread, but it's easy enough. Um, but I got there the other day and it was closed. And so Waze was trying to have me carry on on that road. It didn't know that it was closed. So I had to ignore the sat nav and do what I imagine every other generation of car drivers has done that I've never had to do, which is follow diversion signs. Um, and it was literally like an hour and 20 minute diversion to get me back to basically the same place. It was like they had closed one or two junctions of that A road and to get round those one or two junctions because it's the South Wales Valleys where the road infrastructure isn't that great, 
it literally added almost an hour and a half to the journey. So anyway, did like a five and a half, six hour drive. Was really excited to have a day of doing nothing on Sunday, like I spoke about. Um, But then that was kind of forced on me because I got home. I looked at my phone as I parked up and the NHS COVID-19 app said that it had detected that I had been in close contact with somebody who had since tested positive for COVID-19. And so it told me to, um, because I'm double vaccinated, I didn't need to, I don't need to self-isolate. But it gives out advice where it recommends that you book a PCR test. And I thought, you know what? Truthfully, I'd rather not, but it's the correct thing to do, not least because this week uh, I have a few meetings, I have park life this weekend, like I'm going to be around, I already have been around since then, but I'm going to be around a lot of people, so I booked PCR. Uh, The results came back really quickly, 11 hours later, that is the fastest PCR result I've had so far. It was of course negative, um, but that essentially meant that I had already planned to just stay in the house and do nothing Sunday, so that's what I did. Um... Monday through Wednesday this week basically flew by. I've been in Corby working from home, working on absolutely nothing remarkable. This has just been one of those weeks where the business kind of uh, ticks over, where we're taking care of client work. Um, There hasn't been all that much big picture uh, like planning or doing this week, to be honest with you. Um, We're going quite deep into the rabbit hole of producing content as patter again and so there's been a lot of planning for that um, so that we can put out more video more text more information right for existing clients for prospects for our connections on things like LinkedIn Um, we have historically in the past fallen into the whole um, what is it they say like a builder's house is never finished the idea that a builder is so busy building everybody else's house that they never find the time to build their own house. And the same is often, not always, but often true with marketing agencies, right? We are a good example. We're so uh, busy building the businesses of others that we have fallen into the trap quite often of not practicing what we preach when it comes to things like putting out consistent content and giving value and so on and we've had a few cracks in the past the ways we've done it in the past to be honest with you um, have been quite time intensive so you may have seen a few months back we put out a few trial videos on Patter's Instagram and LinkedIn and the process with those was essentially that when the office and the wider building was empty so at some point in the evening we would bring out this whole lighting and microphone and camera set up Uh, with a very specific composition in the office, the lights, certain colours facing certain ways, all this stuff. Uh, We would record videos that were heavily scripted, and that meant me, or somebody else, but me on the trials, writing the scripts, um, reading the scripts line for line. That would then be sent to somebody who would edit it. That final version would then come back and then it would get uploaded. And whilst that resulted in nice videos, I think truthfully that way of doing things is just a bit of a waste of time because I don't think that any of those niceties actually add any additional value. It would be different if I was, you know, Ali Abdul trying to grow a million plus subscriber YouTube channel. Things like composition and lighting and backdrop and 
like depth of field when it comes to blurring backgrounds and stuff. I imagine when you're trying to grow an enormous YouTube channel, being aesthetically pleasing is important, but it is at least our view that what our clients and prospective clients and even just those in the marketing world would appreciate more is finger on the pulse kind of content. So when something happens, we want to be able to digest it on behalf of people and then, uh, I, I guess, present that information alongside our current knowledge and so on in short, snappy, unedited, literally film it, throw it up videos. And so that is one of the things we've been working on this week. We threw up one the other day on LinkedIn. Um, truthfully, that video was filmed about a week ago, but it was just a trial um, to test out a couple of processes with things like the uh, service that we used to have the transcription written. Uh, so we made the trial video and then I watched it back and I'm like, you know what, this is all right. I'm actually just going to upload it. And so that's what we did. Um, but yeah, I think that's it from a what's going on in the business point of view. Um, this new microphone, by the way, let me know what you think. So quick story. If you weren't here for microphone gate a few weeks ago, this was from episode 50 or so onwards recorded on the Shure SM7B, which is a microphone that you've definitely heard a million times before. All of your favorite podcasters use it. Everyone from Joe Rogan to Chris Williamson, everybody uses it. It is like the gold standard of podcasting microphone. And you'll remember that I used it for, must be about 40 episodes at this point, um, until a few weeks ago, the microphone which costs £350, got stuck on a mic stand from Amazon, which cost like £19, and that wasn't ideal. And so I spoke to Amazon, and they agreed to give me a refund for the microphone and the microphone stand if I sent both back together, because I couldn't separate them, and I didn't want my very expensive microphone stuck on a very cheap microphone stand. And so that's what they did. And then when I eventually got the refund, because the delivery collection thing kept messing up, um, I almost bought the SM7B again, but I had remembered seeing a few times this microphone that you can hear right now. Um, I couldn't tell you what it's called because I can't remember, like the Pro Sonus 7D or something, I don't know. Um, I'd seen it in podcasts that James Smith and Diran do, and it's in a studio that I saw Chris Williamson in a few days ago, and I kept seeing this studio um, used by podcasters that I listened to. I kept seeing this particular microphone, but I didn't recognize it. I knew it wasn't the Rodecaster. I knew it wasn't the SM7B, which are like the two standard microphones. So I thought I'd try and work out what it was. Went onto that studio, found this thing. Um, and it's like 97 pounds or something. It's like a third of the price of the SM7B. It looks like it's built just as well. To be honest, I've only just taken this out of the box, so I don't know if it is. Um, but it looks like it's built quite well. It sounds quite good, um, especially with the compression that I chuck on this audio anyway. You probably won't be able to tell the difference between this and the SM7B. And so with that in mind, I just thought, fuck it. I'm going to buy the cheaper one um, because it sounds just as good and it saves me £200. So there we go. Uh, speaking of money, by the way, before I forget, if anyone has Bitcoin, you can relate as to how I think it was Tuesday felt. So if you've been listening for a while, you will remember that I've only had a Bitcoin and a very small amount of Bitcoin at that. But I've only had Bitcoin for like, I don't know, 
four months, three or four months. Uh, and basically every single day, other than the very beginning when that dip was still happening, basically every single day um, that I've opened Coinbase just to see how Bitcoin's doing, it's been up and then up a bit more and then up a bit more to the point where I was something like £700 up when um, El Salvador made it their legal uh, tender on Tuesday, which was like the big Bitcoin day where the price was reaching this point and so on. And so I was fairly happy. Don't get me wrong. I do not plan to cash out anytime soon, not least because I've been listening to and taking uh, Peter Watson's advice. He is incredibly long on Bitcoin. And frankly, I don't need to take the money out. So I'm just going to keep it in there. Um, but yeah, I opened Coinbase on Tuesday afternoon and I was like, fucking hell, what has happened? Because for a brief moment, it recovered, but for a brief moment, Bitcoin and basically all other cryptocurrencies fell off of a cliff. Um, and there's a bunch of theories out there as to what happened. But in the moment, I was just thinking like, Jesus, I know they say this thing is volatile, but wow. But I guess there's a lesson there in as much as what is that Warren Buffett quote? Uh, something about the idea that investing is basically a vehicle for taking money from the impatient and giving it to the patient, right? The idea that between compounding interest and market dynamics and time, when you add all three of those things together, an investment only really comes into its own years and years and years after you put that initial money in. And so um, I'm sure there were people who had a knee-jerk reaction to what happened on Tuesday and sold and do what you want like I'm not here to give advice on things I don't truly understand because frankly I don't truly understand Bitcoin um, but yeah in that moment I just thought fuck it just let it ride if it goes to zero it goes to zero I didn't think it was going to uh, but it's back up right now I think like 47,000 is the uh, USD price for a Bitcoin right now um, so it's almost recovered and I'm sure they will go far far higher by the end of the year and if it doesn't swings and roundabouts you know what's the saying die by your sword um and then yeah the only other thing i want to talk about is an interesting thought that by the way apologies for how sporadic this episode is you can tell there is no notes and no planning this time around can't you but the only other thing i want to talk about is a thought that i had on the back of a conversation the other day because it really got me thinking right so i was having a conversation with somebody and we were talking about, well, we were talking about everything. We were talking about friendship groups. Uh, and they said to me something about how it's mad how I seem to have so many interesting friends. And I was like, actually, I've never really thought about what my friends and the people I know do as jobs in as much as like, they're just people that I know, right? I know them for the person they are. Um, and in many cases, I get to see the full person as we all do with our friends rather than like the the public persona of a person or how each of us are like perceived online or whatever um so i hadn't ever really considered that you know i know i'm lucky to know some people who are in some really interesting positions who are doing some really interesting things and who are just good to know i guess i'm fortunate to be surrounded by interesting people and so that's kind of where that conversation ended to an extent in as much as I didn't really pay too much thought to it until I was driving today. And I don't know what reminded me of this conversation, but it made me realize that actually we make an error when it comes to assessing like the 
the impressiveness, for want of a better word, of others and of those outside of our circle. And yet when we look at ourselves, we assume that we are unremarkable. And so what I mean by this is, um, and I've, I've told the story before, right, but I could, when I used to do nights out, I would literally just stand in the smoking area. I don't smoke, but I'd literally just stand in the smoking area and have random conversations with people. And no matter what they did as a job, generally speaking, I would literally find it fascinating. One that always springs to mind, this is so random, is a guy who works in like a flour mill and he was telling me about the like the qualifications they had to go through and the precautions they need to take because flour is explosive or something I don't know but like at the time I found it really interesting and I thought that he had this like really remarkable interesting job and then he's like no no no, I don't have an interesting job like my job shit mate I, I basically don't do anything I just turn up I clock in I do this da 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 I leave and I'm like no 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 like to me that job's really interesting. And then when I layer that on top of the thought that, you know, when I think about my friends around me, all of them, bar none, if I'm thinking and being completely honest, have really interesting jobs. But I never see them as, like, remarkable, if that makes sense. I just see them as, like, this person or that person. And yet, if people from the outside are looking in, as is the case that happened in this conversation, were to see these people by only their job title these people who I know seem to have their life planned out, right? It's this whole, whole thing that I talk about all the time that everybody else seems to have it all planned out and we always feel like we don't. And so as I was thinking about this, it made me realise that I think perhaps all of us, me included, don't give ourselves enough credit because I always make the error, if I'm being honest with you, of looking at other people in this industry, in other industries, even in professions which are in no way related to like running a business. And I'll just look at their lifestyles and I'll make these like quick assessments of I think that person's doing better than me on these pointless arbitrary metrics. I think that person uh, might not be and so on. But we all compare ourselves in a professional sense is what I'm talking about here because I think I'm fortunate in not really comparing myself too much in any other sense. But we all compare ourselves against people who are, as everybody says all the time, just showing their highlight reels on the internet, right? And I don't think that we ever take the time to kind of congratulate ourselves. Like, I don't know what you do as a job because I don't know who's listening to this right now. But whatever position you're in right now, whether you think it is the absolute pinnacle of your career you're just taking the first step on trying to get into an industry you like, or even you're just working a job because although you don't particularly like it, it puts food on the table. It provides for you. It provides for your family. It helps you have the time on the weekend to do what you want to do, to follow a passion, to build a hobby, to one day build a business, whatever it might be. I think that we all put ourselves down too easily and we all big up other people who we don't know in our own minds too easily, right? It's so easy to think that everybody else knows something that you don't. It's so easy to think that everybody but you has their life planned out and they've all arrived where they are through nothing but intentionality and that they are remarkable and that we are unremarkable. But I think there's actually something in being remarkably unremarkable, right? In being proud of whatever it is you do because you're doing it for a reason. And even if that reason isn't because you love your job, you're doing it because it 
provides or because you need to or whatever it might be right we all have our own stories we're all in our own situations and yeah the reflection of that conversation just made me realize that if i'm not giving myself anywhere near enough credit for the journey that i have so far been on and the journey that i plan to continue to be on as somebody who literally sits in front of a microphone every week and tries to reflect on my life i know for a fact that you're probably not giving yourself enough credit either and so i just want to plant that in your mind just have a think this weekend about where you've gone how you've got to where you are what struggles you faced um and also where you're going i think that's interesting as well right the past informs the future and so even if you're not happy right now just think about what got you to this point the reason you're doing it whether or not you're happy and then just use that kind of self-congratulations which i think we all deserve to then just go and do something about it just take the next step even if it's a tiny step even of even if on monday morning you do one really small thing to congratulate yourself i don't know you buy a coffee on the way to work or if you don't like your job and you're thinking of leaving you do one small thing to change that situation you just go on to indeed.com and look at free jobs within five miles of your house whatever it might be and so there we go there's that thought um i think that is all i have what am i doing this week i am off to grantham tomorrow to meet with some clients uh, in the evening so i'm going to work here in corby during the daytime go off to grantham in the evening have a meal and then we are driving from grantham to manchester tomorrow evening and then me and my brother are going to park life on saturday where i get to see dave very excited about that if you know me you know that one of my favorite musicians is dave he's just released his new album and he's headlining park life so that'll be fun um and then back to Corby on Sunday and Monday, back to Wales on Tuesday, and then hopefully a really, really focused few weeks in the office, because if you've listened to the last few episodes of this podcast, you will know how all over the place I have been recently travel-wise. And don't get me wrong, I'm fortunate, it's nice, but there's also something nice about being in the office undistracted for a few weeks to just push the needle forward to get shit done, and so I'm excited for that as well. Uh, thank you as always for listening by the way we're not far from episode 100 are we i'm about to say i'll see you on episode 90 god that's gone quick but anyway thank you as always for listening and i'll see you back here this time next week for episode number 90 of life and lessons see you then Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.